0: Again, I want to thank you for uh, participating with us in our uh, worship celebration. Particularly those of you who are online, you could have been doing all, a lot of other things, and I don't even want to begin to list because then you might decide to do them. So, just thank you, everyone, for being with us and. Uh, read uh, Galatians, from Galatians chapter 4, that's Paul's letter to the church in, in uh, Gal- Galatia. A uh, little background, this church was uh, in trouble, they were having some, some uh, well, most every one of Paul's letters to churches was based on trouble that was going on in the church. Uh, so I guess, you know, it's convenient for us that the churches in the in the first century, the early churches weren't perfect. Or <laughs> we wouldn't have much of a Bible to work with. Uh, because none of our churches are perfect. Okay. So we are going, We're not? <laughs> yeah, well, we're not. Um, this, this particular church, they had heard about trusting Jesus and then some people had come along and said, well, trusting Jesus is good, but, you know, you Gentile people, you really need to be kosher. If you're not sure what that means. That means you need to become Jewish. Give up your bacon. <laughs> not as easy as it sounds. But if you really love Jesus, you'll give up your bacon. And uh, Paul's trying to remind them that 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 bacon is not the issue. Trusting Jesus is the issue. We become God's children by trusting Jesus. What Jesus has done for us as we've been thinking and singing about and reading about already. Uh, So Galatians chapter 4, starting verse 1, here's what I've been saying. As long as your own children are young, they are no different from slaves in your house. They are no different, even though they own all the property. People are in charge of the property. And other people are in charge of the children. The children remain under their care until they become adults. At that time, their fathers give them the property. It is the same with us. When we were children, we were slaves to the basic spiritual powers of the world. But then, the cho- when the chosen time came, God sent his son. A woman gave birth to him. He was born under the authority of the law. He came to set free those who were under the authority of the law. He wanted us to be adopted as children with all the rights children have. Because you are his children, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. He is the Holy Spirit. By his power, we call God Abba. Abba means father. So you aren't a slave any longer. You are God's child. Because you are his child, God gives you the rights of those who are his children. All right. It's Father's Day. Some of you thought I'd forgotten, but I haven't. I have not forgotten, and I want to address the elephant in the room. I don't mean Republicans. Republicans. There's there's an elephant in the room on Father's Day and Mother's Day. Sometimes we don't address it. Sometimes today we're going to address it. Not everyone, uh, not all of us have warm feelings about the word Father. Uh, Father's Day isn't a holiday that we all look forward to, uh, look forward to celebrating. I actually saw, uh, well, it was actually a comedian this week, actually said that, Mother's, Christmas is the biggest holiday, Mother's Day is the second holiday, and Father's Day is number 18. He goes, I don't know, guys, but I can't even think of 16 other holidays to come in between. What does that say about us? That's what he said. I thought I'd interject that in there. Some of us have not been looking forward to celebrating Father's Day. For some of us, even the opening lines of the creed, the Apostles' Creed, I believe in God the Father Almighty can bring a tear or a shiver of fear or for some, even worse. And so, how do we help People whose human fathers wounded them so that they struggle with the idea of God the Father. That's the elephant in the room. Some of us have had fathers who have wounded us. And the idea of God being a father is... Scale of terrifying, or it's just something we don't want to think about. Now, for, there, there's a whole whole range of reasons why this is true. One one of them is absentee fathers. I mean, they're, they're fathers who died young. They 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 just stuff happens. They died young, and the children grew up without a father in the home, and they don't know how to relate to father. Uh, there were fathers who deserted and abandoned their families. There are fathers that, because of divorce or deployment in the service, were, were absent, and they were or part of the time they were there some, they were not there, and so there's kind of like. Is God like that? Is he there all the time? Part of the time? Can I count on him? Is he going to be gone? Is he going to be. There are uh, are fathers who were dependent on alcohol or drugs or work or something else just to be able to get through the day. uh, And they have little or nothing left to give to their families. There are fathers who were damaged and they damaged or allowed others to damage the members of their family? And those who grew up in those kinds of situations, for, for us to say I believe in God the Father, that doesn't necessarily help. Father's Day is painful for others, too. Some, some of us are members of what uh, one pastor called the silent club. Uh, we've lost babies. We being... We, father and mother, we've lost babies to miscarriage stillbirth. We, we we share that grief with the mother. We the fathers share that with the mothers, but it's not really something we talk about. I think it's talked about more now than it ever was before, but it's still that's why it's a silent club. I, I've not yet seen a t-shirt. I have Two babies in heaven waiting for me. I do, but I don't have a t-shirt that says that. I've never seen a father. And for those of you who don't know, That grief is just as real as if they had been born and taken from me. For others, Father's Day is uh, not a happy day because, uh, well, to be honest, there have been uh, several times in the last week or two I wanted to call my dad. And ask him for advice. He doesn't get cell service. <laughs> Not where he is, anyway. For those of you who don't understand, he's, uh, he passed away several years ago. I have noticed uh, two or three of my friends for whom this is the first Father's Day where they are celebrating without dad. It's not the same. Some fathers have have lost or or missing children today that they can't celebrate Father's Day with because they have no idea where they are. If they're alive or dead, they don't know. There, there, are some dads who, who have kids who are dealing with life-threatening illnesses. I have, uh, I have friends whose hearts ache because they want to be a dad, but it's just not happening. How do we help people who's those human fathers and their situations have wounded them so that they struggle with the idea of God the Father how do we help them I want to share with you a testimony from a woman named Karen McAdams I'm going to share it in her own words I've condensed it I've also shared in the link for those of you who are uh, um, on the U version event. The actual link for her her her, uh, her version of it, actually the audio and the, the printed version is at that link. You can go see that. Um, but this is her testimony. Uh, Karen says. Uh, Everything changed for me one cold winter night uh, about nine years ago. It was a few days before my 50th birthday. I begrudgingly went to my couple's small group. It was one of those nights where I really wasn't in the mood to go, but I went because, you know, I felt like I had to. Uh, and when I arrived, she said, not a single other woman was there. All the women in the room went, oh no, you know exactly how she, there were only four of us too, she says. Our leader, Larry, my husband, one other husband, and me, the lonely female. <clears throat> that was her word, ugh. <clears throat> she probably didn't say it quite that low. Uh, <laughs> So but the night began, she says, with Larry asking what should have been a rather benign, simple question. Uh, This question on this night was the catalyst, though, that led, she says, to me knowing my Abba Father in a radically different way. He simply asked, how do you experience the Father's love? Karen said, I replied somewhat smugly, I don't relate. That question. I experience Jesus' love. She felt really good about herself. So that was a wonderful Sunday school answer. And, you know, for somebody who didn't want to be there, she thought she'd give a good answer to set these men up. <laughs> and Larry said, Oh, so Karen, can you close your eyes and ask Jesus? How do I experience the Father's love? She said, what happened next was oddly unsettling because I immediately had a scene unfold in my mind's eye. I saw myself on a beach and watched as I walked into a very shallow ocean. The further I waited, for some reason, it never got deeper than my knees. Spirit flooded my heart with the answer to my question. If the Father's love is as deep as an ocean, I had only waited knee deep. Remember the question? Jesus, how do I experience the Father's love? Here's the answer. You've waited in about knee deep. Karen goes on to say, when I explain what the Holy Spirit has shown me, Larry asks if it would be okay if the men gather around me and speak the Father's blessing over me. She says, my defenses went up. Why didn't I keep my mouth shut? They placed me in the middle of their little three-man circle as I fought my insecurity. One, One by one, these men began blessing me with what they sensed the Father wanted to say to me. I remember vividly thinking, please, Lord, let me receive this. I need your blessing. But another image came crashing into her mind, she says. An unwanted image. I was eight years old, dressed in my first communion dress. then she gives us a side note. This was a season in my life, she says, where I was being sexually abused at the church where I was receiving my first communion. And instead of feeling beautiful and innocent and pure, I felt ugly, dirty, disgusting, and ashamed. And I remember, why in the world Seeing this now hmm. and then she goes on to say and then what felt like out of nowhere Father God walked into my scene and knelt in front of me on one knee he had on a long white nubby robe and a long beard that my little eight year old hands reached out and played with was shocked. But it gets even better. Because as she's playing with beard in her vision, her husband says, Karen, I'm seeing an image in my mind. It looks like you're about eight years old. You're wearing a white dress. I see the father kneeling in front of you and now he's reaching out to you, touching your eyes. He says, You are so beautiful, Karen. I'm giving you new eyes today to see yourself the way I see you. Beautiful. Then he added, he says to tell you, if you have seen Jesus, you have seen me. And in that moment, this Heavenly Father, who had seemed so distant, so disappointed in me, so disgusted by all my unholiness, so very unlike the Jesus that I knew loved me, became just like Jesus. My good, good Father. My kind, gentle, loving Abba. Nothing was the same for me after that. Like the woman, well, I dropped my bucket, she said. My bucket full of self-hatred and shame, and I have never turned back. This is her conclusion. Abba is just like Jesus. Jesus. Just like Jesus. How do we help people whose human fathers wounded them so that they struggle with the idea of the Father, God the Father? Folks, there's no way around it. Some human fathers don't deserve the title. They have given God a bad name. We need to help people need to see God the Father through the lens of Jesus instead. In fact, we all need to see God the Father through the lens of Jesus because even those of us who have good fathers didn't have perfect Because you see, Abba Father is just like Jesus. That, folks, is a sermon in a sentence. Anybody, this, I really want you to write this down. great. Yeah, I don't often say this, but I'm going to say this today. If you're going to write something on your hand or get a tattoo somewhere, this is a good one. Abba Father is just like Jesus. Adam Clark was a uh, Methodist uh, Bible teacher many years ago. He put it this way, it is only by the love of Christ Jesus that we can know the love of God. The gift of Jesus to man is the measure of God's love. The the death of Christ for us is the measure of God's love. Abba, Father, is just like Jesus. When Spirit comes into our life, the Spirit reminds us that being a child of God means that we belong to someone with a capital S. And that we are cared for by someone. We're not alone. We're not, and we don't have to be afraid of being unaccepted or unappreciated or unloved. But let's be honest, we will forget. We will forget that we are accepted, appreciated, and loved. We will forget. And we'll put on a mask. We've done it. It's so, we're all of us we put on masks to present to the world even to the people closest to us so that no one's going to see that miserable child inside of us who's crying what we well, really want is the father's love our father's love there's no replacing its value and its worth to our hearts and to the hearts of every single human being every person you will ever see and everyone that you will never see, every single person has a deep hunger, recognized or unrecognized, for the Father's love. All the wholeness and the health of our beings is based and established on experiencing God's love. For And it is not until we stop performing to try to earn it and overcompensating for all of our failures and our shortcomings. And it's not until we stop trying to appear like we have it all together to each other and to ourselves. And, and worst of all, trying to appear like we've got it all together to Jesus. Uh, it's not until we stop that we can even begin to open our hearts up to the Father and to Jesus to the spirit to allow them to love us so my question to you this morning is going to be a simple question i'm going to rob the bible study leader's question i'm not i'm not embarrassed i'm not ashamed how do you experience the father's love <clears throat> hymn writer described it this way Do do you experience Abba Father's love that it's deeper than the ocean is it like the deep deep love of Jesus vast unmeasured boundless free rolling as a mighty ocean in its fullness over you underneath you all around you Do you believe the Father is just like Jesus? Do you remember the moment when the enemy hijacked your identity and convinced you that you were unworthy, unclean, unlovable, and unlikable? are you to having that pain transformed by one touch of our father's hands are you ready to hear god's gentle loving voice call you by name and say i love you and i am so pleased like your permission to pronounce Abba Father's blessing over you. If you would like to receive it, you can stay seated, you can stand where you are. You can come stand here across the front, you can kneel at the altar rail, whatever posture you would like to take. I would ask wherever you are, even if you're in Online, you simply turn your hands upward in a posture of receiving the blessing. May I pronounce our Father's blessing. This is all the Father's blessing for you? As the Holy Spirit comes to help us, Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us make the connection as Jesus reveals. Those times when you felt alone and deserted, God was with you. His name is Emmanuel. I put that name with Jesus, but our Father is just like Jesus. He will never leave you or forsake you. In your moments of deepest grief, our Father wept with you over your loved one's death. You were not alone. You are not alone now. Listen to his voice, his gentle voice, as he says, You are mine. I have chosen you. I am pleased. moments when you were ashamed those things that you, you where you made mistakes that you are so ashamed of now he was not angry he did not turn his back on you he did not look away in disgust he was there looking at you with love the cheer in his life because he knew you were hurting you were going to hurt more and he's now here to to restore to repair to assure you of how much you are loved And I want to thank those of you who joined us online, and if you have not already done so, you can join our Champions of Hope uh, Facebook group. The information for that, is, the link is in the description for the event. Uh, <coughs> you to do that. Well, in uh, keeping with, uh, with the day, I would like to give you, or pronounce over you, an ancient blessing. Blessing that God gave to the priest of Israel to pronounce over his people. This was a blessing that was pronounced over Jesus. As one of my friends used to say, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. (laughs) So, this is my prayer for you the Lord bless you and keep you. the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. You are sent. Go with Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit, secure in Abba Father's love. peace